0: Hello, 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 everybody. I'm Pedro.
1: And I'm Meredith.
0: And this is Gritty Reboot. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that's the enthusiasm. Yeah, let's do this. We're excited, because today we're talking about the thing. No, we did that last week. Today we're going to be talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Source material we are almost completely unfamiliar with.
1: Yeah, both of us have never played the game.
0: No, we we, we never have. We never have. So it, it is going to be a little bit of an interesting endeavor for us. We did take a little bit of a look into the world of Dungeons & Dragons a bit as we were doing this episode, mm-hmm. and we discovered that it seems kind of fun, we just never really had the opportunity, it never it really came up.
1: Nobody we know plays it.
0: Yeah, really we did not. I think I know a couple of people in high school, and they were, they just really weren't in my friend group, so it just didn't really come up. Mm-hmm. So I, I missed my opportunity. I didn't
1: know we up. had D&Ders in freaking high school.
0: You dated one. Did I? Yeah. Wayne? Wayne was in the group, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, he played Dungeons and Dragons all the time.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah, him and like Cody Blasky played Dungeons and Dragons like, like every two weeks. Wow. Yeah.
1: Things you know. Yeah. He never mentioned that to
0: me. Well, of course he's not going to be like, hey, listen, somebody I want (laughs) to have sex with. Let me tell you about this (laughs) fantasy role playing game I play with a bunch of dudes in a basement. No, that's not the kind of game you want to bring to that situation. That was a smart omission.
1: Yeah, you never mentioned it.
0: Yeah, those, that was probably for a solid reason cuz you know why if you, if you do that you end up with like this. Nerd! I just got one sound effect. That's it. I know you looked at me the second I hit a sound effect.
1: Yeah, cuz I, you know, I think it's cheesy.
0: Yeah, no, it's very just nightmare that I'm going to have like a, a like a little board right next to me just hitting that and just getting like
1: uh fart noises. Fart noises
0: and stuff. Like I cuz there's one on the recorder, so see i can always hit one of those oh boy you love that don't you no yeah i'm not. I'm gonna cut that out okay i'll leave it in are you yeah so we can talk about the thing
1: yeah no no i got you god damn it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right now we gotta talk about john carpenter again no let's talk about no,
1: we're talking about dungeons and dragons 2000
0: A child is not fit to govern an empire. The forces of darkness, you can control dragons. With the dragon army at my command, I can crush the Empress. This has got to be some twisted magic experience. So, I, I can vaguely remember this movie when to it came out. A kingdom. Like, I was aware of it, if you, you know. It, it was... You could control. It looked very cheesy to myself at the time, like, when I was in high school. Come back. Like, people were already clowning on this movie when these first trailers dropped for Dungeons and & Dragons. And that's something that I, I want to note right now, it's just... Yeah, see, like, w- when you're leading with, like, acting like that in the trailer, people already got the idea that this movie was a joke. Like, if you would have seen this on late night TV, you might have thought this was part of a parody or something like that, part of an SNL skit or anything. But th- this was legit. Like, it really did come out, and, I, I mean, it hit with such a thud. I mean, it really did. This thing made no cult- cultural impact other than being a joke.
1: Well, this movie is very bad.
0: That is very true.
1: So for a cast, we have Jeremy Irons as Profeon, Marlon Wayans as Snails, Justin Whalen as Ridley Freeborn, Thor Birch as Empress Savina, Bruce Payne as Damador, and that looks to be about it of all the, the big ones.
0: So yeah, this was like I said, uh, a real flop. Mm-hmm. It really was. This movie came out and was just sort of a joke. Did you? When did you see this for the first time? The other day. Oh, really? You hadn't seen this before? Oh,
1: yeah. These two movies I've never seen because I, I had no reason to.
0: Well, <laughs> this was one I had seen on cable, so I, I hadn't really paid attention to it all the way through. And this time I did. I did watch it all the way through for the most part, other than like going to the bathroom. I didn't really like it any much more.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No. Yeah.
0: yeah no. It the, 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 yeah. The, this wasn't a very good film. It's, it's poorly directed. The art style is just Awful.
1: But I feel bad for the director.
0: I do. I do too. And we'll get into that. I will get into that. Well, you know. Well, I mean, let's just go and talk about it right now. His situation. Yeah. Like he he had a great passion to, to make this project. He fought a long time to get there as a producer.
1: He was 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. When he first wanted to write the movie. Mm-hmm. He first bought the rights when he was 19, and he he fought to get it made, and it took him 10 years to. To get, it, to get it made, get them enough money to get it made. And I mean, it's amazing.
0: It really is. And I think the, the heartbreaker of the situation was he never intended to direct this film. No. He only wanted to be a producer.
1: Yeah, he did not want to direct this movie.
0: And why was he thrust into this position?
1: Well, he basically offered up like a bunch of different directors and like one of them was like francis ford coppola (laughs) yeah like he shot for the moon but he he really had a passion for this this story so but they just rejected every single director that he came up with and so they eventually just decided the studio was like you gotta direct this movie
0: yeah yeah so they kind of forced his hand here and 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 honestly as nice a guy as he really seems Mm -hmm. honestly from what i saw in these interviews he just did not have the skill level to make a movie uh, at this level.
1: No, he didn't. Yeah. That's why the movie's directed the way it is.
0: Yeah, there's a it's very very basic. Like when you watch it like it feels like like Clerks. Kevin Smith got to direct a, a 40 million dollar movie. Like it's not visually interesting at all. Yeah. Like it's shot like you put the camera down, a guy walks in the frame, they say something and they walk out of frame. Like it's you know shot straight on, covered. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no style to the movie at all. Mhm. So it, it feels very amateurish. I know we're not even getting into the story, but like that, that's probably the number one thing about this movie is I know it didn't have a big budget, but it did have some money and it feels like a sci-fi channel original movie mm-hmm. from the era.
1: And the kind that's like when they changed their name to S-Y-S-Y or F-Y.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That kind of lame.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really bad. It very much is. It, it very much feels like a guy who has no business directing a movie making one. Mm-hmm. And combine that with laughable effects. This is a rough, rough movie to watch. Yeah, it is. I, I don't think the story is necessarily like awful, but it, it's not very engaging either. But no. Let, let's go ahead and get into it. Where do we start?
1: Okay, it starts with Jeremy Irons as the wizard. Wizard. There's a green spinning wand with a green crystal in it.
0: Or Protheon, right? This name?
1: Protheon, yeah. yeah. Protheon, yeah. Yeah. There's a really terrible looking CG dragon. It's a red dragon. It looks really bad. Like, from the start of this movie, you're getting bad CG. Yeah. So that's already a cue that you're up for a bad movie.
0: Yeah, at some point, they should have pared down the script to what they could realistically put off. Bad CG dragon. Yeah, because you're talking, like, PS2-level graphics. You know, I mean, you really... I mean, you're, you're talking about that level of complexity. They're, they're, they're embarrassing, really. And then you get a bald guy with
1: blue lipstick.
0: And this is not, like... I can't stress to you, if you haven't seen the movie, how poorly done the effect is. It really just looks like he just got a blue icy. He drank some blue Gatorade, right? It's yeah. not It's not like, it, like his face is blue or something like that in a very cool look. It looks very rushed, and it adds to how cheap this movie is. He does have actually one of the movie's nicer bits of armor, mm-hmm. because the armor in this movie is so laughably bad. Like, everybody looks like a jackass in this movie. Yeah. And he's, he has actually one of the nicer sets of armors, but once again, it's ruined by the blue lips that they gave him that don't that don't look convincing at all. Oh
1: my god, it looks so bad.
0: It really does. Like, like he just like, takes color? his blue lipstick and like, alright, let's do the scene. It's dumb. Yeah. This movie has terrible art design. I'll say it over and over again.
1: Well, Jeremy Irons controls the dragon, and then there's some more terrible CG fire. And then we get introduced to Thor Birch.
0: Yeah, now Thor Birch is trying to choke the life out of this movie. She is an assassin brought in from another film to sabotage this, <laughs> because she's just like, surely the dragons will come and then they will be bad. She could be replaced by a block of wood and nothing would be lost. Yeah,
1: she's really bad.
0: Yeah, this is the worst she's performance. Coming
1: off American Beauty, right? Yeah, this
0: is the worst performance I've I've seen from a professional actress in a, like a Hollywood movie ever. She could. She couldn't give any less of a shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, she absolutely is phoning it in to maybe the largest degree I've ever seen. This is worse than like Harrison Ford being forced to do a narration track for Blade Runner kind of intensity. I mean, it is very bad. Yeah, And she's not in a whole lot of this movie, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But either way, she she really lets you know that she could give a shit.
1: Yeah, she's really wooden. Just terribly wooden. Profion isn't conspiring to get the scepter from the princess and kill the guy given her advice. That old man, he wants him dead. Yeah. And then we get introduced to two thieves who are breaking into the magic school.
0: So, yeah, we get introduced to our protagonist here, and that's uh, Ridley and... Snails. Snails, that's right, snails. I, I wanted to say snitch, and I knew that was wrong. I was like, no, it's not that. The actual place Ridley, I think, is okay. He, there's a lot of problems this movie has. He's not one of them. But Marlon Wayans is perhaps one of the world's most annoying characters in an adventure movie of all time. Mm-hmm. He's on a list with like Jar Jar Binks and Chris Tucker's character for the fifth element. Like, he, like that's the kind of list that he's on. And But I, I like Chris Tucker in the fifth element. It yeah, works for I do who too. He's supposed to be. Being annoying in, in a situation is fine, but in, in this movie, I don't, I don't think it adds up to much is the problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not, it's not like I don't care about the character at any point where I'm like, okay, he learned something. I don't really give a shit. He's just acting annoying, and you know, a lot of people say it, you know, fits into sort of an old black uh, racial character, and and it kind of does. I don't necessarily believe that was the intention of the movie. I just think it's that poorly written, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and like like accidental racism is is more what it is. Just from in, in investing into cliches and shortcuts of shitty writing as opposed to anything malicious.
1: Agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. Continue on. There's a girl wizard working on a spell, which is the girl mage. Mallory? Mallory. That's irony. No. <laughs> the girl mage captures the two thieves because she comes in on them as they're stealing stuff.
0: Yeah, she. these guys are the worst fucking thieves in the world, right? Because Snails picks up something and presses a button. And automatically like, summons a dragon and makes all this goddamn noise around the place. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, he could not be any worse of a fucking thief in the goddamn world. So he makes all this noise and he he alerted Marina.
1: Marina, that's it. Marina,
0: yeah. And dock a boat in her. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Continue on.
1: Meanwhile, her master's getting attacked.
0: Mm, Is he? Yes. (laughs) So yeah, he's getting attacked.
1: She goes through a portal with the two thieves.
0: Yeah, so she roped him up and, and, and Damador is there. there's a, a pretty a pretty underwhelming battle and she puts up like a really bad like sliders-esque effect for the portal, correct? Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's a really like ooh, like pretty very T V level effect. A yeah. lot of that going on in this movie. Oh yeah. And so they step through it. They don't even ripple at the same rate. They just kind of disappear into like they fade away. Like they took a shortcut. So and when when they pop out the other side, I think they just appear. I don't think we get into the portal. It doesn't matter. It looks like shit. Every effect in this movie looks so awful. There isn't a single one I could be like, great job, guys. Wait, wait, you knocked it out of the park of that budget. You bombed every single one in the runtime. Yeah. So yeah, they pop out the other side of the portal. Yeah, they're gotta make it work.
1: Trying to escape blue lips. And they do with, with they escape with a dwarf.
0: Damador, the, the blue lipped wonder. Damador. Damador!
1: And Profeon punishes his blue lips by messing with his inner creature. There's like a creature. Oh yeah, that lives so there's like a,
0: a fucking hentai movie inside. Yeah, it's, I know it's
1: so weird, like an octopus.
0: It's like hentai, like fucking right inside of, of his ears, Elendor's head. So he's got this creature in there, and it, it's like you know, like fucking up his head or hurting him, or I, I don't know. Maybe he's coming. I, I'm not really certain. E- either way, he's he
1: doesn't I, seem to be enjoying himself. You, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He would like to get it out of his head is the the long and the short of the story. So he's willing to do whatever to do that. So he's got to track these guys down.
1: Yeah. And so we get a scene with the two thieves and the girl mage, Marina. Marina. And they're at at a pub. They're at a pub. Yeah. They're just pubbing it up.
0: They're pubbing it up. Pubbing it up. (laughs) Going around. They're playing billiards. They're drinking ale. Tankards of it.
1: Tankards. I love that.
0: Yeah. Tankards of a good word.
1: Ridley disappears into the map.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He says like a magic word. And he chants some words. The Marine ends up following him in while snails just watches.
1: And snails is like, okay with this. Everything's normal.
0: Yeah. Like snails, snails is oddly enough. Very, a very easy going fellow when not terrified.
1: And then he spots an elf. Yeah. And he's like, I got to get with that elf.
0: Oh yeah. He does see what's her face. And he, he's absolutely enamored with her. And this is always one of those things that I sort of love, like in a movie, someone sees somebody for the first time and they immediately fall in love. Uh, Norda. Yeah, Norda. Yeah, Norda is who that is. He's, and she is quite striking, I will say that.
1: She's got a different look to her.
0: She's got a different look. Meredith does not agree.
1: <laughs> I just said she has a different look. I yeah. didn't say anything negative.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs>
1: so... Turn your ringer off, according to podcasts. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I
0: didn't I'm expect sorry. that. Are you, I'm sorry, this is your first show? I told you. I asked you if you want to eat beforehand. I asked you, if you wanted to eat beforehand, and now we're in the start of showing you hungry.
1: <laughs>
0: God damn
1: it! i always hungry when we do this. Yeah,
0: show. You're, you're the worst podcast host ever right now.
1: Okay, so eventually the girl and gr- guy and girl mage Marina pop out back, pop back out of the map, and then you
0: just call her Marina. You don't know, keep he calling it the girl mage. Yeah, I know. Got it.
1: That's. Just how my notes were.
0: <laughs> you to start writing character names down. I know, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't call a girl Mage. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, girl podcaster. Is, how did you feel? So pretty to you that way.
1: Our heroes.
0: Our hero, you go. That's perfect. End
1: up in a strange market. Yeah. And end up talking to a guy that tells them that they have to make it through a deadly maze to get
0: their prize. To Vildan. Yeah. Yeah, Vildan. He's kind of a fun character. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's what passes for a fun character in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't think he's bad or anything like that. I, I think he tries to add a little flair to it. I think he kind of understands what kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. So that helps out significantly. But you know, once again, it's still pretty, pretty stupid. But he does have to go through this sort of knockoff Indiana Jones booby trap sort of thing, right? Yeah. It's like a maze. And it's not bad per se. It's probably the movie's best scene. It feels a little bit above like Disney Channel original movie at this point.
1: And they have those like treasure chests that are also creatures.
0: Yeah, we love those, right? Do we? Yeah, they're great. Okay. Yeah, they're your favorite thing. No. I'm gonna buy you a pillow looks just like one. That's weird. You're gonna sleep on it every night. Okay. Yeah.
1: I wonder if it's gonna be a good pillow.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a great pillow. Trust me. Trust me. Wow. I know pillows. So he makes his way through this maze. He's able to get the the amulet, right? Or what's the
1: dragon's name? eye. I think the it's
0: Dragon's called. eye. He's able to get the MacGuffin, and he grabs the MacGuffin. <laughs> and then, like the Vildan guy says something. He's like, then he tells tell something like, "I know any man that could get through there alive would be good enough to take on the beast." He's like, "Well, well, yeah. If they got the the dragon's eye, of course they'd be alive. Like, like, like he has nothing of value to the to the moment afterwards." It's not long until uh Damodon shows up, right? Yeah, Blue Damador Lips shows
1: up. shows up. I'm gonna call him Blue Lips. You like... call him Bluey, yeah, Bluey, um, Blue, blue, blue Bluey. Lips. He shows up and service
0: the Blue Man group, and it won't go away.
1: And uh, Ridley, that
0: was a blowjob joke.
1: Yes, I, I got it.
0: See, they're they're blue, and that's where he got the lips because they're painted blue. Thank you. Such an enthusiastic session. The world loved me. Wow. On I'm cutting all that.
1: Oral love making. <laughs> there goes my stomach again.
0: I know. This is the worst show <laughs> we've ever done. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the movie yet. We're talking about oral love making in your stomach. <laughs> Man, that's gonna get paired together in a weird way on a on a clip reel.
1: Ridley threatens to burn the map, and if they didn't clear a path, and and they do, Blue Lips kind of grabs Marina.
0: Kinda grasp for you.
1: Yeah, he kinda grasped. He <laughs> kinda grabs. He doesn't really grasp. <laughs> he kinda
0: dragged. <drafts>. Just kinda <laughs> grasp. I love reliving the movie through your, your drunken notes. <laughs> 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 he just kinda grabbed her, so his hand went through her.
1: Then we get introduced to Norda's character a little bit more. She's like the law, and she reports to the Empress.
0: Yeah, she reveals herself to Ridley and Snails when they return. And That sort of helps kick the the rest of the second act into high gear, basically. She'll take them where they need to go.
1: The dialogue in this movie is criminal.
0: It's criminal. They should be straight to jail. Yes. Yeah. It's a real shit show all around. In effects, in writing, in art design, direction, acting. I mean, it's a real shit show at every direction on this movie. Mm -hmm. I think we've made that pretty clear at this point. Yeah. Like I said, we sympathize for the situation of the film. But that doesn't mean it's a good movie. It's a really bad one.
1: Blue Lips interrogates Marina, Damn it but he takes a, <laughs> he a, a different approach by showing her his earworms.
0: Yeah, yeah, bow bow wow. yeah he, hentai scene, right? Yeah, he we, hentai rapes her with his earworms. His right? earworms. Yeah, and he takes, he sucks her brain out, right? Or sucks her. He's
1: like he gets information from her brain. Yeah. About what where they've gone and what they've been up to. And what yeah,
0: yeah. There. He does that. He's jerking off the whole time. And he's hitting her with the brain worms and he's sucking up all the info because he tried to interrogate her, which seems really dumb now because he didn't even have to bother doing that if he could just do that shit, right? Yeah. So yeah, he does that shit and it's supposed to be like a creepy scene, but it's just—it's not creepy in the right way.
1: And then we bounce back to over to our two thieves.
0: Triggered my hentai fetish. What?
1: Who go over the wall.
0: They go over the wall. they go over the wall. Over the wall. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Come on. They're all over the
1: wall. And then Snail spots the map and gets caught in a trap.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, this is the floor trap, right? Yeah. So I, I guess this is like a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Yeah, I Be,
1: think so. Because, yeah, because it's. Yeah, like we don't know.
0: Yeah, it's in the other movie. Yeah, we don't know when, like, because they, remember, did they already pass that eyeball thing, the beholder?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: like that's a big deal in Dungeons and Dragons. That, that That's like, that's not like a mascot, but he's a well known. Creature, the beholder, and I don't think you're be able. You're supposed to be able to like sneak past the beholder. It
1: looks like something out of the worst Doom knockoff. I,
0: well, I think that's what he's a knockoff of. Is I'm saying. Wow. Doom, Doom took Doom knocked him off. You mm-hmm. got you. Have to, you have to remember when it comes to like art design on like a bunch of creatures. Dungeons and Dragons is the default. It really is.
1: Blue lips gets snails caught in quicksand.
0: Oh yeah, that that, 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 that's scene? right. So yeah, we were talking about this with the with the carpet. Uh, trap so they fall in there which I think was just oatmeal by the way and it looks it <laughs> so they sink in there and they're trapped and they, they get they get busted
1: and then Ridley rescues Marina and Snails tries to escape Blue Lips but can't Blue Lips ends up beating up Merlin Wayne's.
0: yeah they get like a one on one fight and the movie tries to kind of like make it serious for a little bit right
1: yeah because he ends up killing off uh, yeah he, does,
0: he straight up murders him yeah, He's straight yeah, like Damador just fucking kills him, throws him off the side. And then when Ridley Ridley's there and gets a no! of, of epic proportions, and they have a battle, and Damador fucking stabs him in the chest. He doesn't kill him, but he puts his sword like into him. Yeah. And like he fucks him up. He really does.
1: Yeah, Blue Lips is uh, taking no prisoners.
0: No, he really isn't. He kill, kills these guys hard.
1: And then we're forced to a scene about uh the Empress who pleads her case against uh Profeon.
0: Oh yeah, we're once again having She's
1: to- in front of like the Senate or whatever. Yeah. And-
0: this this movie feels a lot like episode one.
1: You know, when I was reading reviews, a lot of people compared it to episode one.
0: Yeah, but they, they wrote it before apparently. I just I listen, sometimes sometimes great minds think alike, but so so do shit ideas. <laughs> yeah. And shit minds. And yeah. That's what it was. George Lucas's terrible idea for to set a sci-fi epic about political drama and to insert it in this one was also a terrible idea, along with many other terrible ideas that were made to make this film.
1: Well, Profion keeps calling her a child and she's like, all she right, I'm I'm, I'm tired of this shit. So she leaves in a huff.
0: So she's basically, she's channeling like at the end of 28 Days Later, that little girl who's drugged. Mm-hmm. That's like the level of her performance in this movie. She could barely care about anything.
1: And then Profion gets all, all the Senate all riled up.
0: Yeah, they, they end up all going, basically, like, it gets everybody mad, and they all end up going his way. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, why would they support her? She barely cares.
1: <laughs> and then we get a, a an elf that heals Guy. Or, I'm um,
0: sorry. No. Heals Guy? <laughs>
1: heals Ridley.
0: Rid- Ridley!
1: Uh, I, he was Guy and Ridley. <laughs>
0: you have got to learn character names and write them down. You are a professional podcaster, man. So, Guy, pardon me, a.k.a. Ridley. <laughs> I can't
1: uh, even remember his fucking he, name.
0: He can't, he, you can't even remember anything about this movie. He. movie. Uh, that
1: happens when we watch bad movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they sort of all run together. Sometimes you think you have great fun making fun of them. And you do at the time, really. But when you when you sort of talk about them again, you realize like it's just a bunch of inane crap that happened. <laughs> you don't have to go down every detail. Like we did for the thing. We go down every detail because it's interesting and it matters. Mm-hmm. And craftsmanship. There's... I can tell you all day about the lack of craftsmanship over and over again. And that that's sort of what it, what it is with with the film.
1: Even though Ridley is hurt, he takes it out on Marina.
0: Yeah, he just pummels her. He punches her in the face. Oh, no, that he doesn't. Like? Do no, that. he doesn't do that.
1: He just he takes it out on her a little bit. He gets all pissy and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I that's a good way to put it. I, I like how you did it. Like he just was like, "Damn you!" But no, he he does he does he gets upset, he lashes out. Because his friend is, is gone. The anger has eaten him up inside.
1: Marina tries to convince him that he's she's okay. Everything's fine. They end up kind of making out in front of a green screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's able to really turn that around and get a little play out of that. Yeah. It doesn't look good, the effect that comes out of it. But, I mean, nothing does in the movie. Also, the, the love story between them, I guess it's kind of there, right?
1: And then Ridley's like the, I guess, like the main dude here. So he, he's the one that goes into the tunnel.
0: He's our hero. He's the face.
1: He's the only one allowed in the cave.
0: Yeah, because he has the dragon's eye.
1: And then he there's ends up. a bunch up, of treasure in that bitch. He ends up in a room with a red dragon on the door. He puts the dragon's eye in the eye hole and the door opens. He goes down and there's a ton of treasure.
0: Yeah, okay, I got it.
1: He starts to steal some stuff. I think
0: he was telling us about the door. <laughs> Finally. Why did you take notes on the intricate doorway?
1: I don't know. It's probably the only thing I thought was interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's some elements of the story, like, yeah, it gives a shit. But let me tell you about this doorway, <laughs> motherfucker. This was intricate shit, okay? <sighs> Uh. So, yeah, they end up in this room full of fucking treasure, and he's like too honorable to take anything, right?
1: Yeah, he starts to take stuff, and then he's like, nah, man, um, I can't do that. I'm on
0: the hero's journey.
1: And then he takes the wand from the skeleton that.
0: And it comes alive and talks to him?
1: Yeah, that controls yeah. the red dragons.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, have, they have a little chat. I like that. And actually, that's not a bad effect because that's like a puppet, right? A guy in a suit? Yeah. That's okay. That's one of the few times I wasn't like cringing at, at, at like the effect. Like I think like earlier when they go into a town they talk to this guy who's got like a purple onion head. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And he looks like a Power Ranger villain. <laughs> he looks like a reject Power Ranger villain. So this is one of the and it has that fo- that like Fox Kids Disney Channel original movie vibes throughout the whole movie. It really does. Yeah. Like an upscale version of one of those. And this is one of the rare times it has like a darker looking effect. It looks okay. Yeah. It looks okay, passable. Passable. That's a that's an F plus in this movie.
1: Yeah, but the costume designer should be shot.
0: They should. You should shoot them. I will. Wow, murder.
1: Yeah, first time I'll use a gun.
0: Wow, what a turn on this show. Wow. wow.
1: Anyways, Ridley gives up the dragon wand. They all start with trying to. Yeah. As blue lips, he's he's coming around, and he's trying coming to around. He's coming around, and he's trying to get the wand. Yeah. I'm sorry this movie was sucky
0: I love reliving it through your notes though So yeah he he comes around He spins in a circle (laughs) (laughs) He attempts to take the wand So he can get it back to his master
1: Yeah Because otherwise his master's going to kill him
0: Yeah his master is a deadly motherfucker
1: And then we have this whole CG Like battle Between red dragons And the gold dragons And this is where the movie really shines In it's cheapness
0: yeah, so I cannot fathom why they thought they could pull this off for a finale. Because this is a long, intricate fight scene between multiple dragons and like an army over this city, right? Mm-hmm. And they can't even come close to pulling off like the bare minimum to make it even a ch- make it even a child attempt to like suspend believability, right? Yes like it just it does not work at all it is probably some of the worst effects you'll ever see yeah. in a hollywood movie these are sub ps2 level i mean sometimes when the dragons hit the ground you can see the 2d textures of the flat buildings yeah yeah you can see it's that it's really bad it is i can't stress how awful it is. i understand it was just the year 2000 right Is when they probably
1: the did all these. Like, 2000. year 2000
0: mm-hmm. i understand that's when they did the, the these effects but, and, and true, yeah, things like Dragonheart had much better dragon effects in 96, but that was a larger budget. But even then, you have to write for what you have. Mm-hmm. And for them to try to do this battle sequence in the way they did was just so stupid. I, I mean, you only open yourself up for ridicule with effects like that. Because those weren't acceptable back in 2000, and today, they're just memeable is all they are.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we get some of the worst acting In the whole movie. So, yeah. With Profion. Yeah,
0: Jeremy Irons just completely goes over the top. I mean, just completely flies over the top. My destiny! Come to me! You can run, your ladyship, but you'll never run far enough! Let their blood rain from the sky! He, I mean, it's pretty damn impressive if you think about it.
1: He's not even chewing scenery. He's
0: He's just uh, got like a flamethrower. Yeah. Lighting everything on fire with his acting. You know, he just, and you heard in the trailer earlier, like he's just screaming these lines out, like with everything that he's got. Like, I think he understands maybe the camp nature of the movie, but almost overshoots it. I mean, he does. He has so much intensity on it.
1: Ridley ends up destroying the dragon's wand.
0: He does. He does. He has a battle. He's able to defeat. uh, What's his face?
1: And then Savina, which is Thor Birch's character, six, one of the gold dragons uh, on Jeremy Irons and he
0: dies. Yeah. He's eaten. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was eaten by the dragon.
1: And then we have a scene where... Ridley gets knighted and then fuck this movie. Fuck it in its shitty asshole.
0: Fuck it in its shitty shitty asshole. Listen, th- this movie just is bad. Now it's worse now because of how bad the, the effects have aged. I can appreciate the endeavor. Uh the director, what's his name again? I
1: don't Courtney. I didn't write it down.
0: Courtney Maybe I have it. Oh. Courtney Courtney, Co- Courtney Solomon. Courtney Solomon. Yeah. Mr. Solomon. I know he had a great passion to bring this project to the screen. He would eventually make some sequels to this as well a few years later. And he would make one of your least favorite movies ever, by the way, Captivity. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Captivity with uh, Elisha Cuthbert in a Saw knockoff that's a very mean-spirited, nasty, and pointless movie. I think he wrote that. I don't think he directed it. Either way, it's a piece of shit. But, but back to the matter this piece of shit, he just wasn't a talented enough director at this point to even try something like this. This was way too ambitious a script to pull off at that budget level. This movie had so many things going against it, and it's just an awful, dull movie. If you liked Dungeons and Dragons... I guess you could be pleased with a couple elements of it, but from what I understand, it's not that faithful as well. Mm-hmm. So
1: here's a few trivia for the Dungeon Dragon 2000. When asked why he did the film, Jeremy Irons replied, "Are you kidding? I just bought a castle. I had to pay for it somehow."
0: Yeah, I hey, listen. It's a paycheck movie, that, that, and that's fine. That's what happens. I always, I always defer to Michael Caine about Jaws Four. They asked him, why would you ever appear in such an ugly movie? Because so, the house it bought me was beautiful.
1: The bones visible in Profion's lair are real. Scenes were filmed in Sedlec Ossiery, a small chapel in Kut, Kutna, Ora, Czech Republic. Mm. Is de- decorated with the bones of people who buried, were buried in their surrounding cemetery. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. They, they had, had a hard time. Bones. What?
0: We should go there and touch some real bones.
1: Yeah, we should. Yeah. Go to the Sedlak Ossiary.
0: Thanks for saying one more time. Ossuary. Ossuary.
1: They had a hard time establishing tone of the movie. Initially supposed to be a fun-like comedy adventure, but they added some blood and gore, which makes the tone inconsistent through the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when they have that fight scene later on, it feels like out of a different film. Mm -hmm. It very much is a a grittier, darker, darker kind of scene.
1: The budget of this movie was $45 million and the box office was thirty-three thousand, three hundred thirty-three million. 33000 33, 33,
0: That's it. 18 people saw this movie and that was it. And then one of them left a $10,000 bill. I'm not surprised. Once again, like I said, the movie was a joke when it came out. I'm sure Dungeons and Dragons fans went to go see it and that's about it. Thor Birch fans, Jeremy Irons, his fan club. I mean, that, that's all I could imagine ever went to go see this movie. So. It was sort of lost to time, and it really only gets brought up in this context when we talk about the fact that there is a new movie, a reboot. Mm -hmm. And this is why we do reboots, because sometimes things go wrong. Like I said, this is not some other situations where it's a cheap cash grab. You know, somebody tried to do a labor of love, and and sometimes it it, it just turned to something that you hate. And that's really the case with this movie, but...
1: Well, we do get a labor of love with the new movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. We get ourselves a a real treat. Actually, in the year of our Lord this year, earlier, 2023. Yeah. One of the the first bombs of this year of so many high profile flops. A movie that does not deserve it in the least.
1: I was so excited to see this movie, actually. When it came out, I really wanted to see it. Just because it seemed like a fun movie. They did some really well uh, advertising on it but it didn't matter, the movie flopped.
0: Yeah, it really did. Here's the thing, we're a team of thieves. And when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. Be told, so as always, when was the first time you saw this movie? The other day, <laughs> as did I. What
1: a yeah, coincidence! I know because it's a new movie. What a
0: coincidence! <laughs> I yeah, I really like this movie.
1: Oh my god, it was so uh, much yeah, fun! I really
0: this movie. Yeah, this movie was just effortless fun. Yes, yeah, it just it just bled fun. Almost throughout the entire runtime. It
1: reminded me of the first time I saw Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: It was a little bit like that. Yeah, I did have a lot of that kind of juice in it. Or like Deadpool. Yeah, this juice was worth the squeeze. It it has a lot of fun with its property. It never shits on its property, obviously. No, it doesn't. It has a lot of reverence towards it, but it, it doesn't take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. which I think is a key at this point.
1: It's a good movie for somebody like me who doesn't know a lot about Dungeons & Dragons. It's easily accessible to outsiders.
0: It's going to have references and things like that, just like uh, I think Spider-Man, those multiverse movies. The last one's a really good example of that. I think anybody could come in with just a base knowledge of who Spider-Man kind of is Mm -hmm. and a little bit of what you kind of gather from the first movie. And a longtime fan can appreciate all the other references and other Spider-Men and women that show up in the movie. You know, and that, that's sort of how this movie goes. Like, you just don't need that extra knowledge, but you have it. You're, you're probably in for a real treat.
1: Mm-hmm. It starts off with a big old guy, and he's a prisoner walking in. And he's led into a cell with Chris Pine and as Edgin, and Michelle Rodriguez as Holga.
0: Holga, yeah.
1: And Holga immediately shows how tough she is by taking out the... I I thought he was an orc, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, once again, we we are unfamiliar with the lore of this universe. so don't hate us. Yeah, he could have been. He just could be a big dude. But either way, she takes him down like he's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then after this, we get to the, the parole hearing.
1: Yeah, Eddie goes in front of the council. Then we get a flashback.
0: Yeah, we are narrated at this point as he tells his backstory to the parole. About his wife and. Beautiful wife, everything was great. She was killed. And and then, yeah, she was murdered. Baby was saved. Yeah, he saved the child and then he became a thief to stay alive with him and Holga.
1: Yeah, it shows shows how he met Holga and how they kind of just stayed together and. Not really in a sexual way, but in a friendship way, yeah, which is an it, odd... Yeah,
0: let me talk about that. It's something I do like that they have a, a nice platonic relationship. Yeah, I really hate that. Beautiful. That, that, that old cliche of just like a oh man and a woman can't really be friends. Like yes, they can. It's perfectly yeah. fine. They they don't have that kind of relationship. She's into. Well, we see what she's into later in the movie. But so she's he, like the mom too. Yeah, she is. She is her. They form a different kind of family. Yeah. This movie does a nice job with that kind of message about a non-traditional family than a lot of other movies do by actually like pulling it off for 90 minutes and not just having it be a token thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't I did want to mention that as well. i, I like that element of this film.
1: And he met Holga at his lowest point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she, she lifted him up. She lived, she made, she took care of that girl and she made him better. You know, the Holga is a good person. Holga is a lawful good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though she's a thief, she still is an incredible person, you know? Just like we talk about Breaking Bad and stuff like that, with Mike. Like Seems you can be just a some criminal. good character work. Yeah, you can be a criminal. You can still be a good person.
1: They uh, had a team of thieves. They ran around and and it's Sophina who we see who wants this ancient artifact.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't forget what it's called that she wants.
0: It doesn't It's our MacGuffin. Yeah. It's our MacGuffin for the film. Yeah, we have to have the MacGuffin. Yeah, all these movies do. That's how Dungeons and Dragons works. You just keep finding amulets and pieces of enchanted armor helmets and stuff
1: well he gets it and some craziness ensues he gives up the artifact and freezes in time and then we go back to present day and they escape and
0: it <laughs> so th- this is a, a really well set up joke because the whole time he's asking for the other member of the parole board to show up mm-hmm. and if they should wait Jonathan yeah Jonathan and they, they don't want to wait for Jonathan so he has to tell the story and right at the end as he finishes the whole tale about how they were screwed over by uh sophina yeah. Well, They don't really know they were screwed over, but it, it does strongly look that way, even at that point. Jonathan walks in the room, and he's a bird man, right? Mm-hmm. He's a bird man. And so, he looks over at Hogan and goes, now! And so they grab him, and they both are ho- holding on to this bird man, and they run out the window, break right through it, and use him to fly to safety and escape prison.
1: Meanwhile, the council's like, we were going to parole you. Yeah,
0: that's my favorite part. But you made parole! <laughs> yeah. As they're flying out the window. And it lets you know the the level of wild craziness that happens in this mm-hmm. movie. That was a really fun way to do that. And we got a lot of backstory in, in a really quick way. Smart writing.
1: Edkin and Holger are off to find his daughter. Mm-hmm. We have some great scenery, too, in this movie.
0: Yeah, this movie has excellent art design, unlike the other one.
1: I also really love the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah. and It has a perfect sort of feel for this this property as well. A reference to it. Well, you know, keeping the sound moving forward, I really like everything that's happening. With, and, and, you know, I didn't even look up who did the, the score or anything like that. I should have. But you're right. It was a solid one.
1: Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was very much like The Witcher or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Very whimsical. I,
0: very much so. It had the perfect vibe for this movie. Fit fit perfectly.
1: Well, they find his daughter, Kira, with Forge, who is Hugh Grant.
0: Yeah, Hugh Grant's great. I like watching Hugh Grant. She's seen her.
1: Mm-hmm. And we find out that Safina is working for Forge.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Forge ends up being our bad guy for most of the movie. And, you know, and Hugh grants up to the task. Mm -hmm. He's great at chewing scenery and sort of teasing them for being lowly thieves while he just basically kidnaps his daughter to raise his own.
1: How do you feel about Chris Pine in this role?
0: Chris Pine is an effortless leading man. He just is. He can just step in front of a camera and just command the screen very easily. He's great here, and I think without him, this might not be as good a movie. Yeah. Because this movie kind of like Guardians needed Pratt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the, the same sort of thing like this movie needs Pine. It's a very similar kind of part. And without that level of performance, the, uh, someone who's able to, like I said, be the action hero, the leading man, and nail a joke like it's nothing, that, you know, that that's just so key. And him, him being in the movie makes it better. Mm-hmm. Somebody else in this might, it, it certainly might not have risen to the task. His unique skills were used quite well in this movie. Great casting.
1: Yeah, I, I like Chris Pine, too. Same he,
0: thing Michelle Rodriguez. You know, I mean, she's perfect to play any kind of tough girl part. Yeah, she plays a lot, but she's fucking good at it. And she's yeah. great at it again here. And what's she able to do to it? Soften it, like we talked about with the motherhood part earlier. She does that effortlessly. She's an underrated actress.
1: His daughter, Kira, is upset at him. Very man. Yeah, because he made a mistake and got put in jail for two years. And she, she's been with Fords this whole time. So mm. She hasn't been with her dad. She's pretty upset.
0: And the kicker on it is that. She believes it was a pure greed endeavor.
1: Yeah, that he was looking for the tablet the whole time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, really he needed with the tablet of regeneration. Yeah. Yeah. And that's he
1: wants to bring his wife back.
0: That's what he believes. That's what he's telling us, and, and Holga backs him up. But it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, he's double crossed by Forge.
0: Forge, you can't he can't ever trust a con man.
1: And Forge has been taking care of her this whole time and she's probably she's been living the high life and Yeah. She's like, okay, well, this guy has been treating me really well. You
0: can bite the hand that feeds. Mm-hmm. It's a nine-inch
1: And then Sofina asks the guards to kill Holga and Edgin.
0: They are trapped again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is, is there another carpet trap here?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's they right. Get, they go through the. Yeah, they, they get right. the
0: girl, and they yeah, they're they they lunge at him, and they fall into another car. A better looking carpet trap that's not oatmeal.
1: Yeah.
0: it's not it's not not oatmeal. So they get uh, dragged out, and they're going to be murdered are executed and Holga starts making conversation with the guy about his axe.
1: Yeah, and then we we get like this great action scene with Holga. How do you feel about Michelle Rodriguez as, as an action star in her 40s? Well,
0: she's able to carry the scene really nicely. She does this whole great bit where, you know, she's asking about how you clean the axe and she she's dusting off this piece of metal and she finds just a good little chunk of it. She's able to block the axe hit and take everybody down with this, and it's a really well choreographed fight scene while Pine is in the background taking care of his loot. Which which is also funny as well. It, it, it's this movie has good fight scenes on top of everything that else is good that's in this movie, and there are very few women in their mid forties are going to be able to carry an action scene like this. Like I criticized Jessica Chastain earlier in the year for the Three Five Five for a very thing. I mean, she's a, she's an Oscar winning actress, literally one of the best in Hollywood. But there's certain things that something Michelle Rodriguez could easily do. Yeah. Or that other actresses can't.
1: She's very athletic.
0: Yeah. And then Shirley Str- Throne is the only other person that could do it. Oh, wrong. I don't know why I got the accent there.
1: I know, she's great. Forge tells Kira that he gave her dad the tablet and he left. Mm-hmm. So she thinks he's been greedy again and he's just going to leave her again. Yeah. Which is sad.
0: It is, actually. It, it is it is quite sad that he's manipulating her because you see a little bit of the bond early on and the closeness between these characters. So, like, you can certainly see how it's a measure of pain for Edward, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and Holga and Edgen have good chemistry.
0: Yeah, they, they they do. They do. There is a level of sorrow. They have real work they have to do to get his girl back. It's interesting.
1: They go to see Simon, a magician thief who gets caught stealing when he sees Edgen and Holga. He sees Edgen and Holga, and he ends up dropping everything that he's been stealing from the, the patrons in the...
0: Yeah, and this is a real fun scene. Everything falls to the ground, and there's like a free-for-all of magic. He inverts the gravity and reverses it again.
1: Yeah, and he gets chased by the angry mob.
0: Yeah, this is another fun visual sequence. It's really just a hoot.
1: Yeah, and then we get another fun sequence when we meet the shapeshifter while she's an owl bear.
0: Yeah, so we get the owl bear to show up, which I think is fun for a couple of reasons. One is this is uh, Sophia Lillis, and she's playing a Doric here. And this is Sophia Lillis. I- I'd really only known her from It. Years ago, when when you know she was still a teenager, and I, I was really impressed by her in this. I thought she was a lot of fun in this role. She's the straight man for the most part. Like everyone else, does the wacky bits sort of around her. Mm-hmm. And she's weirdly enough as the person who's the most magical, who can be a shapeshifter, or she's not a shapeshifter. I'm sure there's another term for what she is. I'm sure they said it, but it's not important. For all intents and purposes, that's what she is. But she she can only turn to animals.
1: Yeah, and Simon is smitten with her.
0: Yeah, yeah, as he would be. She's, she's very cute in her uh, attire or whatever. She's like to attire. Too,
1: too girlish. Yeah. She's really small.
0: She, she, she's five foot. Yeah. She's five foot. There's a sequence later on where I was like, wow, she's really, really tiny. I had to look it up. and I was like, she's five foot even. So she's the, about as small as you really could be.
1: <laughs> we see Sylvina speaking to a dark figure. Yes. Yes. Dark figure. Hugh Grant is so charming as Forge. He reminds me of uh, the character in Bridget Jones' Diary. He's kind of an asshole. And,
0: he can play a lovable asshole. Yeah. That's a unique skill that Hugh Grant has. Not every actor can pull that off. He does it really effortlessly. He has, has his entire career.
1: Then we get this really cool scene where the shapeshifter flees the, the guards, and she becomes a mouse, and she goes down that stair, those stairs. Yeah,
0: yeah. Doris has, she, has, she has this whole sequence where... And it, it's really incredibly well choreographed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, where she comes into as a bug and 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 gets everything, and then she's able to escape once. Uh, uh, so once her face recognizes her, because uh, she, she can always spot magic. And when she comes out of there, and she gets in the suit of armor. I love that. Mm-hmm. And she starts running away in the oversized suit of armor, and then when she's captured, she turns into a rat and then sneaks her way out of the whole facility. Uh, just a, a really well done. Well shot. Thing, Taking advantage of a character's powers. It's one of the things I like about good superhero movies is using a character's powers creatively. And this is one of those situations where a character's powers were used very creatively.
1: And then she has to face off against Sofina and she becomes a deer. Yeah. And she escapes Sofina while she's a deer.
0: Yeah. We've discovered she's smart and crafty.
1: And then Sofina orders the killing of the guards because they let her escape.
0: Yeah. We, were, this, we know Sophina's a heel. It's not that big a deal.
1: Yeah. <sighs> the next scene is where Holga goes to see Madam Man, Bradley Cooper. Who's yeah, so a, this is Bradley Cooper guy. in a
0: cameo. And this is a great gag. This is a. They used to date. Yeah. There's a great joke here, and it's carried out really nicely throughout the entire scene between the two of them and the couple that they would make. And he has a bigger girlfriend. So the yeah, gag is taking like a giant. Up. Yeah, he's dated a giant. So the gag is taken up a notch. <laughs> it's just it's good to see Bradley Cooper they're having a ton of fun in this part so Michelle Rodriguez this is just an, another bit in this fun ass movie
1: yeah the cast is really great
0: yeah yeah getting Bradley Cooper to show for a fun thing this is a well done cameo sometimes cameos annoy me in a movie because they draw themselves out but him being the this part here it really worked
1: and then we get yet another fun scene where Edgin plays a lute and then they decide they're going to go break into some coffins and yeah. talk to some dead people.
0: So yeah, the, the only problem with this scene is it was ruined by trailers because I think this, this scene was like in its entirety on there. So basically they have a spell that will allow them to talk to any dead body and ask them five questions so they can find the information that they need. They need the helmet. Yeah. And so they they talk to the first dead guy and it's a great bit because they waste their first five questions just talking about inane crap and he just dies again. Yeah. And he's like, all right, give me the shovel. It's just this is a level to the film's cleverness and the gag goes up even further from there as they have to go from body to body to body to finally piece the entire mystery together makes a really interesting way for us to get this bit of exposition and to go from point A to point B, another fun idea.
1: Yeah, because we get all the different perspectives from all the different yeah, people. Yeah, of the yeah, panel. yeah,
0: exactly. The, the the way they chose to do it was incredibly creative. Another really smart, fun, creative thing. I love this movie.
1: Oh, I man, God, one, I love one after this movie. A mother, a yeah. one after another, and then we get another cool scene on a dock with a giant fish and a cat person.
0: The cat person is is really funny. It's a, it's a puppet, by the way. It's somebody in a suit. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a CG sort of thing, so it looks a little hokey. But I think that's the point.
1: <laughs> remind me of Skyrim with the the cat the people, Kajit. the Kijit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kajit. I thought of uh, the old stupid Wing Commander movie with I forget what they're they're called, but they're like cat people. Yeah, remind me of that kind of a cheesy kind of effect.
1: This is where we get to make jank. Or yeah, he
0: pull he pulls like the kitten baby out of the. Out of the the fish's mouth. Yeah. It presents it to the mother. Everybody falls in love with this guy because he's amazing. And he is.
1: We end up getting some more, a scene with a dark red wizard and some more lore.
0: Yeah. With the wizard. Yeah. We find out more about like how how this whole thing is supposed to work and, and you know, what the evil plan is and everything Mm
1: -hmm. like that. With the tablet. Yeah. Zank basically tells him where to find the helmet. It's somewhere hard to find in peril, in a perilous place. Mm Mm-hmm. So this kicks off more of our adventure.
0: Yeah. Just like any RPG, you're going to have to get one item so you can go get the other item.
1: Zank leads them further into the, wherever they're going to find the helmet.
0: Yeah. He does. He begins to accompany them on their adventure and they do need his skills Mm -hmm. because he's an incredibly well-trained fighter and we have like really well done fight sequences here.
1: We have a scene where they end up against the wall of a cave and some walking brains come by.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's such a weird scene.
0: It really is. It really is. Adding another character, and this is just how Dungeons and Dragons sort of goes. You need an NPC of some of certain power to guide you through an area or whatever. Or at least I think it does. But you know, and this emulates a, a lot of that. So, and he does bring, like I said, these really nice sword fight sequences.
1: Conveniently, Holga has something in her pack that can get them across the bridge. It's this like portal thing. I can't re- remember what they call it. The Tither Nither and.
0: Yeah, it has it has a, obviously a, it's obviously part yeah, of the Yeah, I can't
1: remember it's what it's called, but it's yeah. something whimsical. Yeah,
0: so it's basically a portal gun. It allows them to place one down so they're able to get from point A to point B. As I said, I was like I feel like this is like when a dungeon master throws like a bone to somebody or something like that. If mm-hmm. somebody happens to have the right item.
1: Zank ends up giving the helmet to Edgin. That's actually th- when they get it. Mm-hmm. And Then we get this great fight choreography between Zank and like All the Thalen assassins.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is what I was referring to earlier. Like once this sequence starts, I I, I was I I couldn't believe how impressed I end up being with the action in the movie Mm -hmm. because it's all incredibly well shot. Like everything about this, and even like later on with the portal sequence, like a lot of this movie is just creatively shot, and like the fight sequences make sense. They're allowed to breathe. Like you can see some wide shots and they just have a couple of moments to let a few hits come in before being drowned in cuts. It's a well edited movie. I want to say that right now. And that makes the action scenes really stand out, especially when that camera movement starts going crazy.
1: And this is the first time you see a big fat dragon.
0: That's super cool that you see a dragon. It's a big old boy. He's a chubby dragon.
1: We get some great scenes of the crew escaping the dragon as it like rolls downhill. Yeah, this
0: is like a fun. He is like the boulder in Indiana Jones, basically, like chasing them down the way. And they go all the way down this whole area till they get to the very end and they realize he's stuck with their trap too.
1: And they always end up making it though, It just but just barely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They end up like pumping it full of explosive, right? Mm-hmm. And like the the mage hits his flame and blows it all up.
1: Yeah, Simon puts on the helmet, and another dimension appears.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he has to be worthy to wield the helmet, and so he has to go in this dimension where, like, his great ancestor mm-hmm. like rejects him every time, over and over and over. Again.
1: Everyone is seemingly against Edgin, and things get serious for a moment. But the characters come together in the end. The movie is really light and airy. There's nothing like that's really bad in this movie. Like, there's nothing that's harsh or no. the, the characters always seem to make it in in the end
0: yeah like so this is a fun adventure romp
1: we get a cool shot of a shape shifter going through the portal
0: yeah we sort of flip the camera perspective because she starts she would go from like left to right to like up is down
1: i feel like i'm saying cool a lot but it was
0: well, all I mean, it, really it, cool yeah no it just was a visually interesting film mm-hmm. that's a great way to say it. it was cool
1: they divulge a plan to use the portal wand to try and get into the vault but it's foiled because the painting where the portal was fa- supposed to be facing is on the floor.
0: Yeah, so they have no levers to flip it over. So they have to improvise again to a new plan.
1: So they go to what they call plan A.
0: There's this, this a great scene where he's like, he's like, all right, this, we're going to go to plan C. Isn't that plan A again? Ah, uh, plan A's got stink on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go even further down the line. If that doesn't work, we go to plan D, which is just plan B again. Come on, just name it plan B. It's got to stink. Like, it, it's, a, it's a great gag. And that's the kind of thing Pine is effortless at. It's a great joke. I don't know a lot of actors can pull off something that quippy.
1: We get some more Michelle Rodriguez action.
0: Yeah, we have another another well-choreographed fight scene as uh, the plan goes into motion for them to try to save the day.
1: And Simon puts on the helmet again.
0: And this time he basically smacks his ancestor and it's like, I need the power, goddammit. And he, he's, he is worthy. Mm-hmm. He's worthy. He had to stand up for himself. And so he is able to short out the door and they go in there, and they find all the treasure, and the movie is saved.
1: Olga makes it into the vault, and then Egan finds his daughter. But it turns out that's not his daughter after all.
0: It was an illusion. Sofina. So, yeah, it, it's a trap. There's nothing in the vault that's yeah. not his daughter. Our heroes have been captured yet again. This is a long movie, by the way, and you really don't feel it.
1: Mm-mm. I have
0: to stress it. At two hours and 12 minutes, you don't. Later today, we're going to go see The Flash, and I have a feeling we're going to fill that two hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we see Indiana Jones.
1: Forge captures Edgin and takes Forge into, talks Forge into letting them do the games uh-huh. instead of killing them immediately.
0: Which is where they're at right now. It's a big set of like, gladiator-esque maze kind of game. Mm-hmm.
1: Bets are taken and the stage is set. They have to make it through the maze. I find myself having a hard time maintaining my notes in this in this
0: yeah because we have another sort of wild sequence yeah. where the camera keeps moving and we do find another fake chest that has a, a creature inside of it once again this is a good scene it really is but it's just another wild sequence with this maze where our heroes bounce right through it they all come out victorious they catch some breaks they cleverly use some uh, a dissolving cube mm-hmm. to save themselves the shapeshifter is able to pull them all out at the very last second
1: yeah it's rather clever you have that panther that has that dork yeah.
0: yeah, one of those. Yeah, there's a, a panther who's chasing him throughout this whole thing and he can shoot like a projection of himself a mm-hmm. duplicate that's not real. It's just a hologram, but I mean, you don't know that. Yeah, that's how he stalks his <laughs> Yeah, head yeah, head. yeah, you don't know that until you see him. So uh, that's a really interesting and unique design. I, I like the way they end up dealing with the creature. It worked well.
1: Edgen gets the tablet and then he sees his daughter with Forge and he manages to convince her that he's there for her and Forge plays more games
0: yeah he brings out his game boy plays tetris
1: (laughs) and then then this is where we end with sofina she had a plan after all because the games got everybody in town there and that's what she needed to do her spell
0: so this is like the true hero shit they are our protagonists have won their mission have they not yeah they have secured their daughter they have gotten rid of they got the tablet yeah they got the tablet hugh grant's done for He's left there behind. But they realize what everything was about. And she's about to steal everyone's soul to bring forth the, the evil and shit like that. So our heroes do what heroes do. They leap into action.
1: They foil her plan.
0: Yeah, they all come together. They throw everything in caution to the wind. And then they, they do what they can to stop her. And their plan works. They're able to empty the... They they use all the treasure to lure people out of the arena.
1: Mm-hmm. We get a dragon bear owl fight. Yeah edgen and holga get put in a bubble
0: yeah that's a fun thing when the um, they they all you know once they make their way there and empty the arena it's just a a free-for-all them against the
1: Then we get the hand fight which i believe is something in the dungeons and dragons lore
0: i think so too like yeah the hands like a a paper rock scissors sort of thing and like what sort of thing is more strong i don't know guys sorry
1: yeah we're bad at this yeah
0: but no i think that's cool is that they everybody has a chance to sort of fight her one-on-one, and I think it's really well done. Like, you know, every now and then, like, as a (laughs) even if you're an all-powerful wizard or witch, like, you're just going to get hit in hell with a loot if you have to fight four or five people.
1: Then we get a scene that reminds me of that scene where, in one of the Marvel movies, where the Hulk destroys um, Loki.
0: Oh, yeah, when he's like, I am a god to be respected, and he grabs it by his feet, and he just throws her around like a ragdoll.
1: Well, we get that kind of with the bear who destroys Sassafina.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like when she's finally subdued. Yeah, she grabs her and thrashes her around and then keeps doing it.
1: And then Holga dies.
0: Yeah, Holga sadly was killed by a, a red witch's blade.
1: But Edgin has a tablet where he can bring her back from the dead.
0: Yeah, because she can't be cured from that. That's the only thing that can do it. So they don't use it on her mother. They use it on the woman who's been her mother her whole life. And then the lives. Yeah, it's a nice moment. Yeah. It's well put together and it's told throughout the story. So it pays off nicely.
1: And that's pretty much it. That's the end of the movie. And it was very enjoyable. I loved this movie, even though I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Please don't hate me. I love this movie. I thought it was very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, yeah. I wish I would learned more about the lore, but I just, I wasn't going to take that kind of deep dive into it but this movie was just pure fun. It really mm-hmm. was like, I know I don't, I know I always say I don't like numerical scores and give one, but this is a nine. This is a really, really good movie.
1: There wasn't a whole lot of facts about this movie, but here are some of the ones that I picked up. Chris Ryan took the role of Edgin because the role was atypical for a fantasy film leading man. And because he sat in on his nephew playing a D and D campaign and saw how much fun he and his friends were having. All the spells used in the film are spells used in the D&D tabletop RPG. Wizards of the Coast, which owns D&D, made stat blocks for the main characters, showing their abilities and attributes.
0: Nice. That's cool. I like that. Yeah.
1: Before Paramount acquired the rights in late 2017, Joe Maginello co-wrote an early script. That's the, the guy that plays the wolf.
0: Manginello. Manginello. We should learn that. Stuff. Yeah. His, I didn't know his hard name to was say his be, name. I Ma- didn't know that was going to be-
1: Manganiello. Manganiello. A D&D expert was on set to help make sure the rules were followed when possible.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. That probably was very important to them. We left out the favorite scene of the, the loot distraction, where the spell goes awry, and Chris Pine's face like begins to dissolve and become like this horrible abomination- Yeah. I did like that as well. Movie's full of a lot of fun stuff.
1: Okay, so Dungeons & Dragons 2000 got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb.
0: Too high. Too damn high. You think so? Yeah.
1: Well, here is a 10-star review, my friend. I listened to the critics. They shot it dead, and I believe them. The the wife and kids saw it and said it was good, but I was still unsure. How could these wise critics get it so wrong? A workmate came in and said it was great. Huh. I told him about the critics, but he still said he enjoyed it. That was it. Damn the critics. I have to see this movie. I loved it. I nearly missed it. Did Profion overact? No. He played a part of, of the insane mage wonderfully. Incorrect. Did Empress Savina appear shaky? Yes. Wouldn't you if you were young and trying to change things while nearly every mage around you opposed you? She played the part well. Did Snail scream too much? No. He screamed just enough. Were the locations and special effects good? Just enough. Yes. They were awesome. Was it realistic? No. It's a fantasy movie after all. And it's all about imagination.
0: Get this guy out of here.
1: Yes, I really did enjoy this movie. It's the best fantasy movie ever made. Because. And it raises one of my all-time favorite. I you. recommend it to everyone, but remember, sit down, forget about reality, and imagine a way. On the parting note, I did learn something from the critics. They were wrong. From now on, I will no longer concern myself with what they have to say.
0: You are the world's dumbest man, you piece of shit. <laughs> you even like that review? This no, this guy was just like, you know what? The effects are great. If you think these effects are great, like you've been hit in the head way too many times. Yeah, like that's the one thing you cannot say is a positive in this movie. But hey, listen, man, S- sometimes love hits you in strange ways. And he's like, this is this is the movie for me. This it
1: was is my whatever favorite blows show. up your skirt.
0: Yeah, no, it it absolutely is. It absolutely is.
1: And then we have Dungeons and Dragons 2023. It's got a 4.3 user review and 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.3 on IMDb. Very high. And I went with a one-star review.
0: One-star review for Dungeons and Dragons 2023.
1: Oh, they say Baldur's Gate. Oh, they said Neverwinter. Bah. Bah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. References are not good writing. References do not make a movie show worth watching. This movie is another poorly written atrocity out of the modern entertainment industry. They purchase the rights to the existing IP because they lack the creativity to come up with anything original, and then write an abysmal script filled with cardboard characters, uninteresting stories, a cliché plot, and stupid member berries. Oh look, I used a reference which means my writing must be ready for the entertainment industry. What even more absurd is apparently they believe they deserve more money for doing a shit job. We are living in this dark ages of entertainment, so little of, little of what they put out is worth watching.
0: Such a dark age. And
1: they want a pay raise. Laugh my ass off.
0: People wander the streets bored. Please entertain me.
1: Modern entertainment writers need to be terminated. Incompetent, Incom- greedy morons.
0: Just shoot them all for trying to make me laugh the sexist shit.
1: I chose it because it was so angry. I know.
0: he is like mad about everything. So angry. He has got a lot bigger problems like, than Dungeons & Dragons. He from.
1: sounds depressed.
0: Yeah, he really does, man. Should, you, he, should you should talk to somebody. You should talk to somebody. You should talk to somebody. You should
1: always talk to somebody if you're yeah. feeling bad. Yeah, you should. All right.
0: Yeah, that got that got really serious. Yeah, it did. You uh, you know who else thinks you should talk to somebody if, if you're feeling sad?
1: Who? Oh...
0: Oh yes, yes, yes! Ah, Dungeons and Dragons was, of course, reviewed by one Roger Q. Ebert.
1: I didn't think he would waste his time.
0: Well, yeah, back in those, <laughs> he he was a film critic. It, it's not it's not a job, babe. It's a calling. All right. Whatever. It's a calling, and he was called, compelled to review the movie. Now I'll ask you again, Meredith. Do you think that he liked the movie? No. Can you guess his star rating for the film? One star. You are incorrect. Half a star. One and a half.
1: Oh my God. Mm -hmm.
0: Roger Ebert says, Dungeons and Dragons looks like they threw away the game and photographed the box it came in. It's an amusing movie to look at in its own odd way, but close your eyes and the dialogue sounds like an overwrought junior high school play. The movie tells the story of a power struggle in the mythical kingdom of Izmir, where a populist empress wants power for the common man, but an elitist member of the ruling caste plans a coup. High marks for anyone who can explain the role the dragons play in the Izmirian ecology. The plot does not defy description, but it discourages it. (laughs) Imagine a kingdom that looks half the time like a towering fantasy world of spires and turrets, castles, and drawbridge. And the other half, like everyone is standing around in the wooded area behind the Sam's Club on the interstate. Imagine some characters who seem ripped from the pages of action comics, and other characters who look like their readers. (laughs) Imagine arch, elevated, alternating with contemporary slang, and disconnects are so strange that with little more effort, they could have become a style. Empress Savina rules in a land where the mages run everything and the commoners do all the work. She fights for equality. But a scheming mage named Profion, Jeremy Irons, yes, that Jeremy Irons, wants to wrest power from her. This will involve obtaining a mage scepter, which I think, this is a little obscure, is powered by a gem known as the Dragon's Eye. Plugging the eye into the scepter will allow Profion to command the kingdom's dragons, overthrow the Empress, and retain power for himself and the fellow mages. Meanwhile, there are a lot of meanwhiles in this film. There are two thieves, Ridley and Snails. Ridley is a cross between an action hero and a mall rat. Snails tilts more towards Stephen Fetchit. Be careful, Ridley, is always telling Snails, and he'll turn around and bang his head on a beam. Soon they accumulate three sidekicks, Marina, who knows a lot of magic, Elwood the dwarf, which we never talked about. Yeah. Which we never talked about. And Norda, whose breastplate is a metallic salute to the guns of Navarone. Oh, oh Ebert, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> These five bumble about in undistinguished settings and then occasionally venture into sets so hallucinatory in their medieval gothery that they look stolen from another movie. Their archenemy is Damador, the sadistic shaven head enforcer for Profeon, whose ears contain a long, snaky rotorooter type things that spring out on flexible arms that suck out people's brains and stuff. And then there are the dragons. What, I asked, is their nature? Are they intelligent? Loyal? Obedient? Do they wait for eons and dungeons until they are needed? Do they eat? Reproduce? At one point, realizes, releases one from its lair, but he hasn't fitted his scepter with the correct missing part, so the dragon attacks and breathes fire and has to be skewered by a falling gate. Its blood flows in the river, which begins to burn. The dragons apparently exist in order to materialize in the sky and flap ominously above Izmir, until they are all vaporized by magic. What use are they in a war that is this hard to figure? How would the mages enjoy life if dragons burn down Izmir? These and the other questions percolate during a great deal of swordplay, interrupted by shouted, dire imprecations by Jeremy Irons, who has not had so much fun since Juliet Benoche decided she had to ravage him right there in damage. Mr. Ebert was not a fan.
1: Yeah, no shit.
0: He was not a fan. We were not either. Go check out the new one. Don't bother with the old yeah. one. It's a waste of time.
1: Ah, what can we say that hasn't already been said?
0: Who knows? Well, next week we're gonna do the hills have eyes. Are we? Yeah, I just I just made the call. Damn. We do the hills have eyes. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Am I? You're gonna love it.
1: I'm not a really big fan. You're I
0: not. haven't
1: seen the original. I only saw the remake, it's the, the reboot,
0: movie. the same movie. Okay. Same movie. They just showed the same movie again. You just watch it through TV screen. It's not true. But we're gonna watch that movie most likely. But uh, Meredith, what are your socials? I don't have social. Media. Fuck social media! If you want to get a hold of us? Uh, look up Gritty Reboot on Instagram and a TikTok. You can also email us at grittyrebootcast at gmail com.
1: Yes, we would love to hear from you. Yes, please, people, and like our our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast. Do what you Enjoy want. with your with our podcast.
0: Do what you want. You don't want to give us a review? That's fine. You want to give us a one star review? Go ahead. I won't stop you. Wow. Yeah. Hey! 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 hate.
1: No, we 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 love you.
0: No, seriously, we we, we please. I, I need your love and and attention and admiration. Yeah. Please give us a five star <laughs> review, so I don't go and and get in the fetal position and cry after every show.
1: Yeah, we're gonna continue to do this though. Yeah, we're gonna make your lives a living hell.
0: Yeah, a living hell. That that's a that's a commitment from us to entertain.
1: <laughs> All right, guys.
0: All right. See ya.
1: Bye.